while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Thanks for, so much for joining me this evening. I also want uh, to thank Jess Machado for stepping up uh, yesterday um, so I could take a day off. Need the day off. And uh, I was able to get it because of Jess and her flexibility. So we appreciate that, um, both Chris and myself. So thanks to Jess um, for doing that. 508-996-0500. We've got a good show for you this evening. Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro is going to be calling in in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, I didn't get... He had a, a media availability yesterday for uh, after the incident at the jail. He shared some pictures. You, you, actually, Tim put together a really good piece. You can see Tim Weisberg on WBSM.com uh, showing some of the damage that, was, uh, that had occurred. Um, and I didn't get to go to the media availability because again, I had the day off from the station. So I asked him if he wanted to come on and just, you know, talk to every, you know, talk to you all about it, um, about his remarks and some of the, uh, aftermath, not the smokes settled from that, um, call it a disturbance. So 508-996-0500. Um, I've been told it's not a riot. I'll ask more about that um, in the 8 o'clock hour. And, yeah, we'll talk about that. Some of the, like I said, when, you know, the dust has settled, some of the, um, some of the, the, the details on the uh, jail incident. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. You know, it's kind of funny. I was listening a little on Friday, even though I was at the thing, I was at the event and um, I didn't get to listen much yesterday. Um, but I do see some app chat messages into South Coast tonight from yesterday where some people are like, well, I don't remember this ever happening under Sheriff Hodgson. And um, just because you don't remember something doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, because it did happen under Sheriff Hodgson. He, he talked about it actually when he was here. Um, a couple weeks ago, he had said, oh, yeah, I was there for the Easter. You know, he's talking about the Easter riot in, in uh, 2001, uh, the riots in 1993, uh, two under Sheriff Nelson. 
this stuff seems to be, I don't want to say par for the course, but it's not, it's not something that's never happened. And it's not something that's never happened under any particular sheriff in Bristol County, at least out of the last three, Sheriff Harrow, Sheriff Hodgson, and uh, Sheriff Nelson. It's happened in every, each, in every circumstance. Um, but I still see these, some of these people in these app chats. I have this like romanticized idea that like Sheriff Hodgson would have like, I don't know, propelled in there himself with a pack of dogs and just, you know, quelled 130 some odd inmates. Um, so we'll talk more to, with Sheriff Earl about the incident sort of, you know, now that everything's sort of settled, what happened, how, you know, how much damage and all of that and what more is there to say about it but i don't know i just thought that was funny i, I looked at I, I looked at some of these comments i heard some of it during the day at the station too some of the comments in south coast tonight some of the talk during the station of the day like this wouldn't have happened under tom hodgson i don't remember it happening and again it's your i think your your short memory doesn't um isn't really evidence of something not happening all you got to do is Google, guys. It's 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 there. Um, but 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. Uh, we, we can talk about that. We can talk about... Um, we can talk about what's going on in the city council. The, veto, the ballot questions are up for an override. Um, uh, up for the, the 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 ballot questions are up for an override. I happen to think they're all dead on arrival, but we'll um, we'll see on Thursday. We'll be here on South Coast tonight. We'll give the updates as well. Um, one of the things I did want to talk about today because uh, I was at um, I was at the Creative Class Building in Fall River, which is a mix of sort of um, space for uh, first of all residential housing, affordable housing. And also a space for entrepreneurship and creative expression. Um, there's, you know, a groundwork building where they have E for All, which is a organization that helps local businesses. Um, I saw actually the the rooms were pretty full. Uh, the the room was pretty full of people, you know, that are members of uh, groundwork working on stuff over there. And uh, Governor Healy came, uh, uh, and Lieutenant Governor Driscoll went there for a business roundtable. So. Um, but one of the, uh, one of the things that, um, um, one of the things that, uh, happened earlier was, um, I, I'd actually, you know, I I had, so a couple months ago, a few months back, I want to say it was back in maybe November, around November, I think it was. I think it was around November. Um, there was, uh, I had went to a some sort of food and coat drive in Ward 3 because Hugh Dunn was still a counselor. I went there and there was an autism um, awareness patrol car for the New Bedford Police Department. And um, Chief New Bedford Police uh, Chief um, Paul Oliveira was there at the event uh, with the squad car and he said you know he's got um he had this uh you know he put a uh a, i don't know if it was a paint job or a wrap but they put the um you know sort of the the colorful puzzle piece motif 
on the car with the the the, the, the New Bedford police uh, department crest and it says new bedford police autism awareness under it it's a really nice looking car and then you know i talked to him a little bit about it the chief and then he had an event at um carney academy uh in you know in in um in new bedford where he had officially rolled it out and so he had it out there and the students there they loved it you know they were playing with the siren the lights were on they got to sit in the car take pictures all that they loved it and so i talked to him a little bit about it you know he talked about how autism's a growing um a growing uh, epidemic um in this country i think it's one in like 35 now uh, my brother's living with autism i think when he was diagnosed in the early 90s it was like one in a hundred and something, one in a hundred and forty, something like that. So it's something that's a lot of that has to do with, you know, I think increased awareness with diagnosis, but a lot of that has to do with, you know, I think a growing number of people who are um, living with autism. And so he thought it was important. There was a lot of people, he said, not only just in New Bedford, but in the, um, you know, in the New Bedford Police Department that, um, you know, have a loved one that's living with autism. And it was important to show that sort of solidarity in the community with those individuals. So we were talking for a bit. I told him about a, I told him about a, and I brought my, I'd actually brought my, um, my mom to the uh, unveiling at Carney. Um, so we were telling him about a, a, a nonprofit that we had called um, Spectrum Productions. And uh, it's a, a nonprofit community theater group for actors with autism. And he said, you know, oh, man, I'd love to bring the car out, you know, let me know. I'd love to bring the car out to you guys. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send somebody, I'll, you know, and, and uh, they can see the car and they can sit in it and all that stuff, all the, uh, all the, the members of, our, of the program. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. We'll do something for Autism Awareness Month, right, which is April. April's Autism Awareness Month. It's coming to a close now. But so he reaches out to me. In a few weeks ago, he goes, "Hey, let's you know, just to let you know, the the car still, uh, you know, I can I can send the car whenever you want." And now this isn't Fall River, right? And so I said, "Yeah, absolutely, right." So we coordinated it, and today, um, the the uh, the New Bedford Police Department, two two officers, Lieutenant Scott Carollo is the public information officer for the for the city, so the you know essentially the city spokesperson, and the um, I mean for the uh, for the depart- police department, not the city, the police department spokesperson, and the um, and Officer Manny Segura, uh, they showed up. They showed up today, and they were in an uh, auto. They they had two car- two squad cars. One was the Autism Awareness Squad car that uh, Police Chief um, Oliveira had had uh, unveiled at the um, at Carney Academy, and the other was one they had just unveiled, and it was a Suicide Awareness Squad car, and it was really nicely done. It was really well done. Uh, it was uh, purple color. Said you're not alone on it. it. It was really it was a really cool car, and I guess they're making a anti bullying uh, squad car as well. But what I wanted to say about officers um lieutenant carol and officer segura is that they were incredibly nice uh, incredibly kind and um you know the 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 group the spectrum productions nonprofit autism theater group they're actually putting on a production um they're rehearsing right now for a to put on a local theater production last uh last time they did uh the jungle book 
This time they're doing Shrek. And so they're, the, um, the officers came and they stayed for the entire rehearsal, right? The entire rehearsal um, uh, of, of Shrek. They came and watched it. They really enjoyed it. The actors, the performers, um, you know, the people that were in attendance were all thrilled about it. And so I wanted to take a moment to, to thank, um, you know, Police Chief Oliveira, um, Lieutenant Carolla, um, Officer uh, Manny Segura as well. Uh, I appreciated, and I know the uh, the members of uh, the Spectrum Productions uh, Incorporated appreciated it as well. It was really it was really cool, um, you know, send those cars to Fall River too, and the officers, and take their time um, with the um, with the members of the the Spectrum Productions. Um, I thought it was really neat, and I, I really appreciated it. I know they did as well. So um, I had already you know thanked the the chief and. Teddy Corolla and them for their, you know, I'd already extended them uh, my gratitude, but I wanted to let everybody else know uh, here in the audience that um, they're doing some good stuff over there, right? Some really cool, uh, aside from the, you know, obviously the very necessary public safety work that the New Bedford Police Department is doing, they're doing some really cool um, front-facing community work too. And they do, it, they do that over here in Fairhaven as well. You know, I, I talk I talk about often how I'm the chairperson of the Fairhaven Commission on Disability. And, um, you know, we had uh, in a meeting, I believe it was last year, we had uh, uh, public information officer Kevin Cobbs that come and uh, talk to us about some ideas he had, you know, to help uh, make the community safer for individuals with, uh, living with a disability. And we were able to implement uh, some of those things. And, um, you know, we've gotten some... And we've gotten a bunch of seatbelt covers. They're actually from uh, Bristol County Sheriff, uh, former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson, that um, they're they are um, hand uh, that that uh, I know they're handing out over at the public schools. Uh, we got a um, voluntary registry for individuals with disabilities. So a lot of good work that we um, that we were able to accomplish there too. So I think it's cool um, to do a lot of that stuff as well, uh, along with the um, you know obviously the very ne necessary public safety stuff. So I wanted to take a moment to, you know, just turn everybody's attention to that because um, I thought it was really important and uh, I enjoyed it. So 508-996-0500. That's how you can join us. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Again, we have Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro. He's going to join us in the uh, eight o'clock hour to talk more about the events that transpired. Tomorrow we have... Um, Mayor, uh, we have Mayor Mitchell on at seven and he's going to do his thing where he goes on Tim's show and then he joins us later. And so we'll be talking to, we'll be talking to, uh, to, uh, to, to Mayor Mitchell tomorrow. And then we've got guests planned out for the rest of the week. Chris Hendricks is coming on Friday. Uh, the, it's budget week of, up at the state house. So, um, you know, actually Chris was supposed to come on last week, but with all the stuff that was happening on Friday, <laughs> I said, uh, let's reserve some time where, you know, we can really give more attention to the important work that, uh, that, you know, the state, le the state legislature, the state delegations doing up, um, at the legislature on Beacon Hill. So we move that to this Friday, this coming Friday, we'll be talking to him Thursday. We have Thursday's a big night because Thursday, well, uh, we have the, the three ballot questions, right? The 
the um, the four year mayoral term, the uh, well switching the four year mayoral term from four to two, um, the Community Preservation Act, um, and uh, you know the asking residents if they want to gut the Community Preservation Act, and the rent stabilization question. I think the one with the best chance to make it is the rent stabilization question, just based on some of the quick math um, that uh, I've done, the sort of, you know, just rough estimates that I've done based on on-air conversations we've had here and conversations I've had with other councils. I think that's the rent stabilization question has the best chance to survive. I just don't know if it will. Um, I think CPA question, you know, Linda Morad's proposal to gut the CPA, that is DOA. That's completely dead on arrival um, because most most counselors have come to their senses on that one. Uh, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, I think taking a moment to step back and realize, okay, wait, hold on one second, you know, and then uh, realize, you know, what exactly that propose that proposal could do. I think the other of it is that, you know, hearing concerns from their constituents. So looks like that question's DOA. But uh, 508-996-0500. Let's tell you what. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Um, my name's Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. I'm calling. I am a mom um, living in Dartmouth, Massachusetts with a child who has autism. Um, and I just wanted to know if we could touch up on Project Lifesaver when mm-hmm. the sheriff comes on. Um, I just have a couple of questions about why the program is ending, um, what his um, recommendations are for us families who are so desperate to keep our children safe moving forward. Um, sure. And if you had any, like, clarification on, I mean, everything that I've seen online is kind of like wasteful spending and it's not really his priority. I don't understand how um, inmate rehabilitation is a priority, but keeping disabled children and elderly people is not a priority. Well, I mean, I'm going to ask him, I plan on asking him that question because I had heard some concerns from people I knew as well in the autism community and um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I was planning on asking the question. I will say, just I I don't disagree with you, but what I will say is, is inmate uh, inmate rehabilitation is absolutely a priority for the sheriff's office, which runs jails. I agree that it's important, but I don't think it's more important than keeping disabled people safe. Fair enough. Um, yeah, l- listen, I I, uh, I know that he's there's like 1.5 million in programs uh, programming. Um, 1.5 million, he says he wants to redirect to running the jails uh, because, and I th- I think one of those programs was Project Lifesaver. I'm gonna I was gonna ask him about it. I did see the the piece somebody had written somewhere about that uh, about their concern. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna ask him about it. Uh, I don't know too much about the reasons why. You know, like the I know beyond like the surface level stuff but i did plan on asking him i do appreciate that thank you very much and i will be listening and so i appreciate your help no problem thanks for the call Bye. 508-996-0500 just for a little background um so i i, I talked to share for a little bit about this probably a um probably a week or two ago there were, because he had his press conference, his 100 days press conference. And so basically what he said was he's, um, 
there's a lot of pro there's a lot of programming like the Are You Okay program and uh, the Slam Tours, the uh, the the Comfort Dog program um, that Sheriff Hodgson really uh, I think you know had had grown and, and prioritized. Uh, Sheriff Rowe was a I guess a different vision for the um, for the jail or for the department than Sheriff Hodgson does. And so he said that there's 1.5 million in programming that he's going to redirect into the, there's 1.5 million that he's going to redirect back into the prison um, because he said, you know, basically those other programs have nothing to do with running a jail. And that's the job of the County Sheriff's department. Um, So, I, you know, I talked to him a little bit about that, uh, but I'll talk to him more. I know that specific program, I think people had some concerns with. It's called Project Lifesaver. My uh, understanding is that basically it's, you know, bracelet location. Um, it's like a GPS location for, uh, for uh, it's a bracelet that, that tracks your GPS location using a radio signal. And there are participating departments, public safety departments throughout the Commonwealth, really throughout the country. Um, Bristol County Sheriff's one of them, I guess, until July. Uh, the um, the uh, Attleboro Police Department, I know, is another one. Uh, there's another few police departments, I think, in Bristol County. And there's a lot of police departments throughout the Commonwealth. Um, I don't know how many other sheriff's departments. I know... Dukes County does it. I don't know if any others do it as well, but there's a lot of participating police departments and public safety agencies. Fire department. There's some fire departments too that handle it too. Um, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Uh, good evening. Hey, what's up? Yeah, that, that lady, she made some great points and jogged my memory too. I'd like mm-hmm. to listen to the information you have for her when you discuss this with the sheriff because uh, she is absolutely right. But that doesn't mean it's going to be funny. Not, well, we'll see. But uh, that's interesting. A great caller, I think. And I think I am, too, because I'm, I'm pushing for some money for bipolar testing. And I actually believe it should be done before a person is arranged, so it would be out of the hands of the sheriff. But he gets these people sometimes. They're erratic. And if you know that they're really bipolar, man, can you treat them and make them great citizens? You talk about uh, rehab and eliminating recidivism. Excuse me, I have a tough time with that word. But there are so many unchecked people like myself, and I didn't come from a poor neighborhood. I just uh, I just thought this is my normal. It wasn't. I was bipolar and changed my life when that was discovered with medication. You, uh, you, take, you talk about prison. Yeah. Having bipolar and not knowing it does put you in prison because you find that you take third shift jobs, jobs you're not in contact with people, and you're saying, why am I doing this? You're bipolar, and you right. don't know it. Spending sprees, highs and lows, and I think a lot of these fellows that would be a great service to them, and in the long run, great savings to uh, the prison, to the uh, to the corrections facility. But getting back to that lady, let's do her question first. But let's see if there's money for bipolar testing. I think it, uh, it's one of those things that would prevent suicide. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I, I think that would probably be another. Oh. More of a, a DPH type of thing, but yeah. um, I think it's something that could be looked into. 
By the way, I got something for you. I, I'm a Magnavox guy, okay? In 74, Phillips took them over. Dutch Corporation took them over. But I still got my Magnavox, and that's Latin for great voice. And you have a great voice because I have hearing impairment, and I can hear you always clearly. Thank oh, good. You so much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're a Magnavox. Great voice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Um, it's good. It's good to have a good voice in uh, in radio. So, all right, listen, uh, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Um. Welcome back. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500, so you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Again, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro is going to be joining me in the 8 o'clock hour. Just, uh, I think, um, we're going to talk about the... Stuff that happened at the um, the incident that happened on Friday, right? Um, but I know there has been some concern. Someone called in. I've gotten some text messages from people throughout the um, last couple days, I think it's been, or last day or two, uh, about Project Lifesaver. Because um, there's some programs that uh, Sheriff Hodgson had done, that Sheriff Harrow, some of them you... I think some of them he wants to continue, some of them he doesn't. And so um, we're going to talk about it. I'll ask him about that as well so that we can uh, get a clear answer on that. Um, and um, yeah, so 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. I mean, you know, some of these things, it's... I remember when, during the campaign, I, I do remember he'd said, you know, basically there are programs he's either going to, a lot of programs he's either going, if it's something that he doesn't think the sheriff, the county sheriff's office should do, he's going to either end the program or try to relocate it. Like the Are You Okay program, he's going to try to relocate to, like New Bedford Police Department has a similar program, Councils on Aging, because that's more of a function right? It's 135 people that, that participate in that program. And that's important, right? That's 135 people. Um, but uh, countywide, so he's going to see if the local councils on aging can handle it or the police departments. Um, I know there's the slam tours, which he said is like a scared straight and said that there is some empirical data that suggests that, I mean, there's some, there's empirical data that suggests that scared, scared straight uh, doesn't work. And it actually, it actually traumatizes kids. So he's getting rid of the, um, the, uh, the slam tours entirely. Um, I know the comfort dogs, he's retraining to be drug sniffing dogs for the jail. Um, and there are others, but we'll talk more about that with him, uh, when he's on. Um, but until then, we'll talk to you at 508 996 500 that's how you can join this evening i mean like sometimes it it just depends like i don't know my position on some of this stuff is that there are some things that are like really important but not necessarily within the purview of a particular department and maybe those functions would be more efficient uh or be even better better executed if they were handled if they were handled elsewhere um i'm not entirely sure but i think um i think Sheriff Roll be uh, prepared to answer the the question that we have on um, on Project Lifesaver when we ask it uh, when I ask him um, 
uh, at the in the eight o'clock hour. So five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. There's a lot I actually missed on Monday. Figures when I uh, figures when I when I decided. To, well, I, I kind of had to take the day off, but when I decide to take a day off, um, <laughs> we get you know uh, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon get fired. And Joe Biden announces he's going to run for president again, right? And I said that. I think I talked about that quite a bit, actually, with with, uh, with respect to Biden. It's, you know, I think anybody that said that they, you know, anybody that thought that Biden wasn't going to run again, that's that's more wishful thinking than anything if you thought Biden wouldn't run again. I think he had made it very clear at the outset of his term and throughout his term that he is going to run. It is kind of funny, though, when he was running, when he was running in 2020 for president, I believe he had told a group of donors privately that he is only committing to one term. But you'd wonder if um, you'd wonder if that's just something that they all say uh, anyway. But yeah, I mean, he made it very clear that he was going to run again. And I saw earlier today that Bernie Sanders uh, quickly endorsed him. So, and I think that's that's very very important because that tells us that one, he's not going to primary challenge Biden, and two. Whoever, whoever, if there's anybody that's going to attempt to primary Biden, you're not going to get the support of Bernie Sanders, sort of the, the leader of the, I don't want to say insurgent, um, you know, the more insurgent wing of the party, but definitely the more progressive, the, the, the wing of the party that would be more likely to challenge, the, would be most likely to challenge Biden, which is the, you know, the more progressive wing of the party, like uh, Rashida Tlaib, right? Or someone like that. Um, it doesn't look like it's, it doesn't look like that's going to um, happen. Elizabeth Warren has said that she's com- said that she's running for re-election. She said it a bunch of times. She said, Joe Biden's running for re-election and so am I, right? I'm supporting the president and I'm running for re-election in the Senate. So, you know, I don't think, I just don't see it. I just don't see a, I just don't see a legitimate, I just don't see a legitimate primary challenge to to um, to Joe Biden. And uh, I think he's going to win the nomination with relative ease. And I think if it's Donald Trump, he's going to win re-election with relative ease as well. Uh, Ron DeSantis, by the way, seems to be, uh, I think his prospects seem to be, I, they're, they're getting worse by the day. You know, it's one thing to sort of, it's one thing to be like romanticized as a candidate. It's another when you just start having the constant, having the constant glow of, you know, the, uh, of the, having being in the constant like glow of 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 the spotlight. Right when you're in, when you are an ubiquitous figure, not just in politics but in anything, you've really got to tighten it up in terms of how you behave, how you present yourself, right? The things that are said about you. So, and just the smallest little thing can send your public, your, your, your career into a tailspin, especially in politics where, you know, you look at Howard Dean, right? Who could have been the president, but he made an awkward yell <laughs> after he won a primary, made an awkward yell. Uh, you look at um, Ron DeSantis now, you know, there's that pudding finger story which Trump's already running ads on, right? Trump's PACs, at least, are already running ads uh, on the Ron DeSantis putting fingers thing. If anybody hasn't heard, Ron DeSantis reportedly eats eats tapioca pudding with his fingers, 
which sounds gross because it kind, kind of is. And there's an ad of him dipping his fingers in pudding and uh, of a guy dipping his fingers in pudding and, and eating it, eating and, you know, eating the pudding. And it just says, you know, it's comparing the dipping his fingers into the pudding with money that he's big spending that he's doing in government. Like he's dipping his fingers and the pudding's your tax dollars and he's dipping your, his fingers in it. I think my criticism of the ad was they're not making the pudding finger thing like him eating it a little bit. They need to make it a little bit more visceral and like vicious. They're not make they're not doing that like good enough, but it's something it's, it, you know, I think it's, imp- it's something that you, you can hit on. He also made a really weird face the other day <laughs> when he was addressing a reporter, like a really weird face and that's the kind of stuff. And it sounds really stupid, right? Because you like a guy for their policies and their politics and all that. It sounds really stupid, but those are the type of things that really sink, uh, 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 really uh, put people off in a presidential election. So it's something you got to be mindful of. And I don't think he's really been all that mindful of it. So yeah, just that's my little take on Biden running for re-election. And if it's Trump versus Biden, I, you know, I think we're, I think it's pretty clear um, who's going to win. Uh, 508-996-0500. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Come. Young people are leaving foster care at the age of 18 with little support and few skills. The National Fund for Foster Children partners with individuals, businesses, churches, and civic groups to provide mentorship, training, and assistance to foster children. Teach a young person a new skill or help them with homework. You don't need to be a foster parent to help a foster child. To find out how you can help, go to fosterchildrenfund.org or contact us on Facebook, National Fund for Foster Children. Life is filled with many paths. But for Native American children, the most important path is the one that leads them out of poverty. It's a path that led me here to St. Joseph's Indian School. And 96% of St. Joe's students graduate high school. That's 10% higher than the national average. St. Joseph's Indian School is our path to a brighter future. Learn more at stjo.org today. This time next week, I'll be sick in bed with West Nile virus. Thanks to a mosquito bite right in front of my house. In eight minutes, my daughter will be in an ambulance. Having an asthma attack triggered by cockroaches. I'm going to be bitten by a tick today. I won't even know it until Lyme disease turns my life upside down. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC. Take South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. (laughs) 
Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Actually, if you have the app, you may have if you haven't set if you set your notifications. And if not, I think putting notifications on the app is really helpful. You can get um, alerts when there's important interviews. You can get alerts from breaking news. So a lot of traffic updates, weather updates, things like that. And it's all local, right? It's hard to find a product that gives you that type of regular updating at the local level. Um, but the WBSM app does that. And so you can check it out. Um, you know, you can download it in the App Store or the Google Store or whatever's on Android. I don't know. I, have it. I don't have Android. I have an iPhone like a regular person. But if you have an Android, whatever whatever store you... Tim has an Android. <laughs> I think Jess does too. Um, uh, whatever, uh, whatever, um, whatever store that is for an Android, you download the WBSM app and, and get those updates. And actually, you can go to, to WBSM.com or the app to find some good stories like the one that Tim post, uh, posted. I think it was yesterday. Uh, published it was about the the damage that was done at the in the units at the Bristol County House of Correction. It looks um looks bad. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Looks bad. So you can check that out um on WBSM.com just as a little primer to the interview with Bristol County Sheriff Paul Harrow who's gonna be joining me at eight oh five. We're gonna cut uh, talk about some of the stuff that he covered at the media availability yesterday that I unfortunately wasn't able to well unfortunately I had a day off right that's it's ne- never unfortunate but I wasn't able to uh, attend that so we'll be talking to the sheriff at 805 we'll be joined by you until then at 508-996-0500 I know some people have some questions about Project Lifesaver I'll be happy to ask him that uh, I'd heard from other people throughout the day um, that they were concerned uh, about the program and whether you know it's it's future so, uh, and so I'll ask him and uh, talk to him about some of the stuff that was covered uh, yesterday as well. Um, so 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Uh, so what we'll do is I'm going to take a quick break now and then we'll be right back. This is, uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrell. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro will be joining us uh, soon. Um, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Harrell will be joining us right after the eight o'clock news. Um, so we'll, we'll get, we'll get some answers to your questions. I know people have been asking me to ask them about some, some things with respect to the, uh, incident that happened on Friday. I was there covering it with, uh, for, um, calling into the Barry Richard show regularly, uh, to give everybody updates on that. And the, and, um, some of the programming, uh, the pro programming changes, that are going to happen at the jail. So we'll, um, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, um, we'll definitely, uh, talk more about that with, um, with the, uh, 
with the sheriff at um, at that time. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us, um, and we can take your messages on the app chat. There's more I want to cover um, that we'll get to after the interview with uh, Sheriff Harrow. So just uh, sit tight. Enjoy the news. Enjoy the news in... Um, and we will, and we will, uh, we'll see you on the other side with the sheriff. So won't want to miss it. It's going to be a great interview. Stay tuned. I will see you on the other side here on South Coast tonight. So I'll tell you what, play some Dr. Dre to play out.